Greetings, my name is Adam Draycott and you're watching the online ministry from Inverell Anglican Church. Uh, welcome, it's great that we can share this time together. Uh, this has been prepared for the 2nd of April 2023, Palm Sunday. And our sentence of scripture comes from Psalm 24. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up. O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Let's spend some time in praise to our King of glory.
pray. We pray, almighty, ever-living God, you have given us Jesus Christ as Saviour. He fulfilled your will by taking on flesh and giving his life on the cross. Help us to bear witness to him by following his example and make us worthy to share in his resurrection. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. As we come to the ministry of God's Word, our Bible readings are Jeremiah 7, verses 1 to 11, Psalm 100, which is our preaching passage, and the Gospel of Mark, chapter 11, verses 1 to 14. Uh, please. Pause this video and take time to read and reflect on God's Word. Let me pray. Loving Father, we pray that as we read Psalm 100, as we open it up and share it together, that you would speak to us by your Spirit, show us the glory and wonder that is your Son, Jesus, and lead us in a way of repentance and a deeper faith in him. Uh, we ask this, uh, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. We've read Psalm 100. What do you do with it? I mean, life, life can be disappointing. When we experience pain, it's easy to become cynical. And the Christian life isn't one of painted on smiles where we pretend that everything is hunky-dory when in truth, life is actually really, really hard. So how are we supposed to read Psalm 100? Do we read it through gritted teeth? Do we just grin and bear it? What's the answer? I mean, who, who would read Psalm 100 and say, yeah, this is me, I'm exactly like this? 
I mean, where can I find a Psalm 100 person? Is it you? Well, let's have a look at it. Uh, in this psalm, we're going to see three things. The what, the why, and the how. Sounds easy, doesn't it? Let's start with the what. What am I invited to do? Well, look at verses 1 and 2. Uh, shout, serve, come before the Lord. What's the disposition as we do those things? The disposition is joy, gladness. So it says, shout to the Lord with joy. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before the Lord with joy. That's the what. It's a great invitation. And who is the object of this joyful shouting, serving and approaching? Who is this to? Answer, it is to the Lord. This is how we are called to relate to him. So let's pick it up again. Verse 1, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. That's a big scope. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. That's the what. <sighs> but who's up for it? Do we just flick a switch and turn on the joy? And this is why the why helps. The what is a bit empty unless we know the reason. Give me a reason. Give me the why. Look at verse 3. Here's a why. Know that the Lord is God. The Lord is God. That's why. Uh, it is he who made us and we are his. We are, the, we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. So the Lord, he is God, not me, not you. The Lord is God. Israel are not wrong about this. Only the Lord is God. He is our creator. He made us. We are his. So we're not like the animals. In fact, we're not even just a better version of the animals. We are his. We are made for a deep, personal, intimate relationship with our creator, our heavenly father, our shepherd. Which means that there is nothing there is no circumstance in life that is outside of his scope and power and care. It means that you are precious to God. That you are known by God. That you belong to God. Well, who's desperate for belonging? Who seeks community? See here, God's people are the sheep of his pasture. This is Psalm 23 stuff. And because we are precious to God and because we are known by God, well then, of course, with, with joy we shout and serve and come, approach, uh, come before the Lord. But wait, there's more. There's more whys. Verse 5 outlines three more whys. Can you see them? For the Lord is good. There's a why. 
why, why is the Lord good? His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. This psalm is telling me that our pain never outdoes our Lord's love. Our pain never eclipses, never dwarfs the magnitude of the Lord's love. Our difficulty is surrounded by a deeper reality. The deeper reality is the Lord's goodness. And so here is a resource for coping. Here is a truth that offers joy and calm. It's a truth that transcends the darkness. Here is good news. And so verses 1 and 2 tell us what to do. Verses 3 and 5 tell us why. Here are the reasons. How about the how? I'm so glad you asked. Remember, this is a song sung by Israel. That has to shape the how. The song tells us that Lord God didn't just create the universe. Verse 3. But the Lord also has a city. Verse 4 with gates and courts. And we're invited. The invitation is for all people, all the earth, verse uh, 1 it is. All people, all nations, invited to draw near, to serve him, to praise him, not with fear and trepidation, but with gladness and joy and thanksgiving. Where? In his city. In his space, through his gates, into the courts, come to my place. There's an invitation. Do you see it? Verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. It's all about the Lord. And so here Israel sing, everyone come to Jerusalem. Come and meet with the Lord. Come and enjoy what we have and experience the Lord who is God. Did you notice in the, our gospel reading, Mark 11, did you see Jesus enter the gates? Did you hear shouts of joyful songs? Did you... As I read that and reflect on that, I start to wonder, wow, is, is, Jesus, is Jesus the Psalm 100 person? The triumphal entry, so to speak, as people sang songs of praise to God. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. He enters in. And then we ask, as we see Jesus enter in, we must ask, how does that go? Mark 11, verse 11. Jesus entered Jerusalem. He went into the temple courts. He looked around at everything. <gasps> What's everything? But since it was already late, he went out to Bethany. And what happens the next day? Jesus goes in. And he trashes the joint. He completely turns it upside down. He goes in. 
through the gates to the temple courts. Being the Psalm 100 man, but now he's turning over tables. He's driving merchants out. He's kicking up a stink. Why? Well, he tells us in Mark 11 verse 17, Is it not written, My house will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you've made it a den of robbers. What have you done to the place? This isn't the go. How can people experience the Lord who gives and gives and gives when you guys, well, what do thieves do? They take and take and take. It's a haunt for thieves, a den of robbers. And so if you know Mark 11, the fig tree without fruit is a paradigm of a temple. Days are gone. Days are over. Past its use by day. I mean, <laughs> we might jump on an aeroplane and fly out to Jerusalem and, well, it's not going to help you realise verse 4. It can't be done, even today. And worse, Mark 11 seems to be saying that it was true even in the time of Jesus. It's become bankrupt, this place. So the question of how still remains unresolved. The invitation is for all nations to enter into a joyful relationship with the Lord. That's the invitation. How is that going to work? How do I sing this as a Christian when it's so focused on Jerusalem and the temple and the gates and the courts? All of that space. How does it work? I want to say, look again at Jesus. Jesus is the Psalm 100 person. So you have a think about this. You know, Jesus, he can go to the Father and he can be with the Father. He can go anytime he likes, can't he? Call down the angels, beam me up, I'm done with you lot, get me out of here. He never does that. But he could. And so, see Jesus in Mark 11, enter these gates that Palm Sunday anyway. Knowing that it was a step closer to his suffering, torture and death on the cross. See, Jesus is all, yeah, he's all about being with the Father, yet see the path, see the route, see the way that he chooses the way to the Father, he goes through the cross. He'll go by the cross. It's incredible. The cross is an indictment against us. It declares us guilty of sin. It's the place where Jesus experiences all of God's anger and wrath and judgment in our place. 
so that by his love and mercy we might be spared such as our need. At the cross, the barrier of sin is wiped away. At the cross, that curtain in the temple is torn in two which shouts loudly that the way is opened up. The way is opened up for us to safely and confidently enter into God's space and be where God is and enjoy Him, enjoy a relationship with Him. It means that judgment is passed over. It means that as Jesus enters in, He will be forsaken so that we need never be. Now we, now all people, all nations, can have confidence and the deep assurance of approaching the Father and enjoying His presence now and forever. See, how can I have confidence to enter in and, and approach and come before this holy God. How can I do verse 4 of Psalm 100? And the answer is Jesus. Because he entered through those gates. And he went to the cross. It means that the cross, you can see that there is no limit to the measure of God's love for you. There is nothing that God will withhold, nothing that God will not do. It means that we can be friends with God. We can have peace with God. This has to be the source of joy. Being with the Father, experiencing His joy is what this psalm is about. Uh, okay then, Adam, if that's true, if Jesus is the Psalm 100 person, well, tell me about his joy. What gave Jesus joy? Where do we see that in the Gospels? Good question. It bears thinking about. It's interesting because, let me read to you from Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. This is what it says about Jesus and joy. Hebrews 12, verse 2. For the joy set before him, he, Jesus, endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Let me say that again. For the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Do you see it? Do you see his joy is not just his return to the Father, to the right hand of the Father, but his joy is also that we would too. This is why he goes the way of the cross. See, Jesus choose the cross deliberately, intentionally, for the joy set before him. He will go that way so that he can return to the Father, but so that we can 
as well. He will choose the cross. He will choose suffering. He will choose you, such as his love. Which means now we can be Psalm 100 people. Here is a joy that transcends the darkness. Here is a greater reality. Here is a source of true joy and genuine, sincere thankfulness. In Christ, now we have an open, intimate, genuine, heartfelt uh, relationship with the Father. In Christ, we can enter in. And so verse 1, we, we can shout for joy. We have every reason. Because the gospel is good news. That's what we're hearing today. The gospel is for all. The invitation is for the nations, remember. This is for everybody. Verse 2, we serve the Lord with gladness because the gospel is good news. It gives us gladness. Verse 4, we enter in because Jesus opened the way. The curtains torn open. Verse 5, we look to Jesus. How do we know the Lord is good? Look to Jesus. How do we know the Lord, uh, his love endures forever? Look at the cross. We look to Jesus and we know his faithfulness endures through all generations. The God is faithful. Look at Jesus. See, do you need more joy in your life? Do you want to unlock the secret to greater thankfulness? Well, let me ask you, how well do you know Jesus? Do you understand all that he's done for you? Are you growing in Christ? Are you growing in his relationship, in your relationship with him? See, how can I be a Psalm 100 person? Where can I find a Psalm 100 person? Meet the Christian. Meet somebody characterized by joy and gratitude for all the Lord has done for them. That's a Psalm 100 person. Anchor yourself in the gospel. Remind yourself of the gospel every day. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Know you are loved by him deeply. And then go tell the nations. Because the invitation is for all people. Amen.
should breathe again. Father, forgive them, comes his cry. Silence from God blackens the sky, a creeping dread in Friends, we come to a time of prayer. Uh, there will be a blue screen appear uh, that has some suggestions about things to pray. Uh, pray to that end, please. Remember, you have helps in the Bible, or maybe you've got a, a prayer book ha handy. Work through that, of course. In the scriptures, you've got helps. You've got the Lord's Prayer. You've got examples from the Apostle Paul as well that are super helpful. Um, whatever you do, don't not pray. Uh, it's a great privilege that we have. As Psalm 100 people, we can have confidence as we approach the throne of grace and come before our Father who knows our needs even before we ask them.
consider Christ the source of our salvation, that he should take the penalty for me. Though he was pure, a lamb without a blemish, he took my sins and nailed them to the tree. My Lord and God, you are so rich in mercy. Be words alone are not sufficient things. So take my life, transform, renew, and change me that I might be a living sacrifice. with the words of blessing from Jude to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy to the only God our Saviour be glory majesty power and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages 
now and forevermore. Amen.